What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Daniel Ortiz Rants at the Movies podcast, the top rising movie podcast in the world, episode 8. Been on a small hiatus, but I'm back the day after July 4th, and I got some gems for you. And one movie that made me feel like I had germs on me. You ever watch one of those films that made you feel like you were just violated? I got one movie like that for you today. We're going to be looking at Gaspar Noé's Love that's currently 10th on Netflix. We're going to be looking at the hit Broadway show Hamilton on Disney Plus and throwback flick of the week from Dust Till Dawn. So let's get to it. Yeah, so the first movie we're going to be looking at today is uh, Gaspar Noé's movie Love that came out in 2015. Um, I saw this movie's poster cover previously, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of disgusted by it. It showed like three mouths kissing, but there was like spit being transferred between all the mouths, and it kind of turned me off to the film. I, I absolutely forgot about it. This, as I mentioned, came out maybe about five years ago and um i I saw it trending on on netflix it it was uh anywhere between 10th and 5th when i looked at it today it looked like it was um in the top 10 but it was number 10 out of all the movies and um you know i I, i'm also part of a netflix network a social network that uh that i saw a lot of people talking about this film as well so you know i decided to go ahead and start checking it out and i checked it out blindly (laughs) and you know with the comments that i was seeing maybe i shouldn't have done so because uh probably about 10 seconds into this movie like i was completely just okay this this is not for me but um just to go into like just a little bit of the context of the film it was directed by gaspar no way who i actually think is a a pretty good director um he can go for some shock value at times um but he had directed one of my one of my favorite movies which i really liked a lot was called climax um, it was about uh, uh, these dancers that, that go to a dance hall to, um, I guess, practice and compete with each other. Um, but it was more like a party atmosphere. And somebody spiked the punch bowl with, I, I believe it was LSD. And, you know, people weren't aware that they're taking this drug through the punch bowl. And it's it's a high level. And uh, these people are like acting erratic throughout the entire movie. And I absolutely love that movie. It was a different kind of horror movie where people were right, like more in their heads and uh, uh, were more affected by, you know, what what they were perceiving instead of, you know, under under the influence rather than, you know, using their their sane mind. And it just it, it, it was a fantastic movie and it showed just people wilding out. It was really good. And um, I, I know he's also done a movie called Irreversible. Uh, a few years ago too that really um, had one of the hardest scenes to really watch and it went on for about seven seven minutes and um, I'll just say what it was it, it was a rape scene and it was a seven minute rape scene if you want to see something extremely uncomfortable that that's that's the one right there because I was absolutely affected by it and um, I, I never wanted to see it again. It was it was too aggressive for me. So, um, you know, I, I think a movie like Climax shows that, you know, he does have the potential to be a really good director. But, you know, movies like Irreversible, I, I think that they went more for shock value than they actually did for 
uh, meaningful content. And uh, when I found out that he was the one that actually made love, it kind of made sense to why in the first 10 seconds I was completely just kind of uh, turned off to this film. But it stars a gen gentleman by the name of Carl Glussman, and uh, the synopsis to the story is an American living in Paris enters a sexually toxic relationship that becomes more volatile when they invite their neighbor into their bed. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just let y'all y'all know right now this is not a movie that is at all i, I don't even want to say it's it's not kid friendly i think you're gonna get that off the bat but this might not even be adult friendly like it's it's not a movie that you just you know pop some popcorn to and decide that you want to watch it is sexually gratuitous and it is aggressive to the point where honestly i couldn't really watch the movie like it's weird to me to like watch a porno without trying to watch a porno and this is exactly what this movie is and it's very aggressive like i, I try to like skim through them because like there's certain things that i just don't want to see in my movies and you know it might be somebody else's cup of tea but for me i and i know most of my audience it probably won't be um, but I try to get through those scenes and when I say get through them, I'm, I'm talking about, I just skimmed through them and forwarded past it and actually just got to the meat and which to me is always dialogue and, and, uh, good script writing. And, you know, and watching this movie, it, it felt like it was real. I would give it that, uh, the dialogue felt very real. It felt, um, as if two people were com uh, conversing, but the, the problem for me was, that the sexual acts in this movie were so aggressive that it, it just kind of took away from it and it showed way too it, it showed more than anybody needs to see I, I think it will make more people feel uncomfortable and maybe that's something that the director was trying to go for but for me i'm not into that kind of stuff i don't want to see that when i'm actually watching a movie that is a netflix movie and um you know i got a lot of uh lars von trier type of um vibes from this movie and i thought it was actually directed by him and if you don't know L lars von trier he made a movie uh, a two-part movie called nymphomaniac that was pretty sexually aggressive as well and um he made the house that jack built he, he's he's a real shock value director that people actually walk out of the theater like thinking what the hell did i watch this is trash so um you know i, I try to be very subjective with movies but th this one was it, it was hard for me to watch all the way through and i still feel like i want to go ahead and give it a a rating because if if i can't even stand watching your movie where i can't finish it i, I have to still give it a grade and um is that fair maybe maybe not but i think that it deserves it um uh, I, the acting was okay. I couldn't. I, there's just so much stuff like in this movie that I couldn't just get past. Like the the sexual gratuitous gratuitiveness of this movie was just too hard to get past. And you know, I, I, from from the group that I'm in, it, it looked like I wasn't the only one that felt that way. So um, yeah, I'm giving this movie a straight up just F. Like I I, I wasn't feeling that. It kind of took away from the movie. Um, it looked like they were pre some pretty good actors, but I seen way more of the actors than I really wanted to see. And uh, that just became very shocking for me. So uh, if you ask me if I would recommend um, this movie Love, <laughs> which it felt more like it should just been called Gratuitous Sex. I would not recommend it, um, especially if you're, you know, kind of you're not you're not into that kind of stuff. You don't want to see that. 
it, it was just too aggressive for me. So I'm going to go ahead and say pass on that one if you can. It, it's not worth it. I think the shock value is the only thing that drove it into being one of those top 10 Netflix films. Or it might be just some teenage boys that came across it and shared it with their friends. And now everybody's you know, it's word of mouth. So, yeah, 10 seconds in, I was already turned off this movie. So I'm going to say pass, hard pass on this movie. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, it's it's been a very hard couple of weeks. Um, coronavirus has really kept us in. You know, we all try to go out again. I decided that it was probably best to stay back in the house again because it's going crazy right now. But at the same time, um, I'm really missing the movie theaters. I'm missing doing new movies. Um, you know, I, I have to take what I can get which is usually just off of streaming services. But I, I miss going to the movie theaters. And, and right now, I'm starting to really feel the effects of it because I feel like I've watched everything and there's nothing to watch out there, especially stuff of quality. So, I, you know, Hollywood is releasing a couple of films here and there. But, you know, it's just like it, it's literally just a, a shot of water when you want an entire jug of it. And it's just not enough. So I felt like the last few weeks, um, not not too much stuff of quality to watch. And it makes it hard to do these uh, reviews when everything is just a throwback or, you know, you try to uh, address it with some type of social commentary. But um, Hamilton came out on Disney Plus this week. And this is this is a, a play that has just been getting absolute rave reviews for years i mean and, and it's a hard play to watch i know that um some people have tried to um set up tickets and they had to wait a year and a half in, in advance like they had to get the ticket a year and a half in advance just to try and watch it the following year which really speaks to the show um that's one of the things that turned me off to it is the fact that i am not the kind of person that's patient like that i don't want to you know when people jump on on the bandwagon or something they're they're okay with waiting you know a year to to see it or they're they're okay with standing in in five hour lines to to walk into a, a food place like i'm not about that life at all but um you know I, we have the opportunity to see hamilton now so they actually filmed uh, one of the stage plays that took place in 2016. Um, and, and just to give you some context about the, the play, um, it, it was directed by Thomas Kale, and it was also written and starring Lin-Manuel Miranda, who I actually saw uh, one time that I, I visited the uh, Seth Meyers show, and he was actually one of the the uh, the, the guest stars. And... Um, you know, I, I've always had an appreciation. He was a man of um, Hispanic culture, you know, seeing him come up. I'm very happy for that. And I'm very happy that he, he really made it, you know, and I'm happy for his success. But, you know, even without the context, I was still very mesmerized by who he was and what he's accomplished, because even though at that time I didn't see the play, I still appreciated what he was doing and the level of success that he was getting out of it. So, um, you know, this weekend I actually had the opportunity to watch the play and it was cool because they videotaped the entire thing. And I think this is the first time they're actually releasing out to the public. So in watching it, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really, you know, there's no photos of it. There's no um, any type of marketing as far as uh, showing any type of video or what what's in the play. So it was all just brand new to me. 
Uh, and in watching it, I'm going to tell you folks that I was completely, completely blown away by this show. Um, so if you don't know what it does, it tells the real life story of America's founding fathers, specifically Anthony, uh, excuse me, Anthony Hamilton, not the singer, Alexander Hamilton. And uh, this is the actual Broadway play that they filmed. I was completely blown away by this thing that I just saw. First and foremost, it was not just the the acting that was going on. It wasn't the story. It was the complexity of everything that was going on. If they did any type of editing in this um, in this video that they presented to us, I didn't see not one cut through the entire thing. And if that was the case, and this was a, a stage play that went thoroughly through, and there was no edits done to the video, I mind blown because moving stage and I've, I've seen a lot of plays but i've never seen one to the complexity of this where um they're they're actually singing through every part of the the play but it's not just i'm singing they're rapping and it's not any just like you know i'm rhyming the last word of 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 a bar they're, they're actually doing some complex rapping through this entire thing and you know, for Lin Man, uh, Lin, and I, I don't want to say his name wrong here. So Lin Manuel Miranda, for him to write this, oh my God, I was actually, I was super impressed because it was complex wordplay that he was doing, and he was still telling the story of the founding fathers. Now, what was most impressive also is that the other actors were getting into it as well. So you see these guys that. Um, uh, that you've seen in other movies too like the the one gentleman from train spotting and i apologize i don't have his name right now like I, i've seen him doing spoken word on that movie not train spotting i'm sorry it was blind spotting and it was a uh, uh, took place in oakland and i remember at the end of the movie he did a whole like spoken word about police brutality and it, it was pretty deep so to see him actually bring those skills into hamilton and I mean, literally, like everybody. The thing is, is that they're rapping, they're acting to the rapping, they're being historically accurate, they're changing props while the whole thing is happening, and like each scene, it almost they almost just went and switched flawlessly. So it's like you'll see one scene where it'll be a whole group of people, and then next thing you know, they 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 empty out the stage and it's just a desk but they do it within seconds where you don't even realize that it happened and it goes into the next scene this this play just absolutely blew my mind away this movie i shouldn't call it a movie it was actually a play it's hard because it is presented to us in a movie form but this play was absolutely fascinating man it, it, it opened my eyes to a lot of stuff that i didn't know about our american history but it also did it in a way that it was digestible, you know, and it was um, easy for someone of this generation to really be able to uh, uh, really vibe with what was going on. So, you know, understanding what the founding fathers went through and, you know, some of the little inner inner beefs and the little things, the little stories that, that get lost in history and they were utilizing that stuff and you see it put into the play. It just made it really fascinating and it was just beautifully done, man. I, I was super impressed by this and I don't do this very often, but I'm going to give Hamilton an A+, whether you see it as a movie or as a play only. This movie was absolutely phenomenal. I, I liked it and I absolutely plan to watch it again. 
and you are i'm talking about you're immersed from the beginning to the end and it is literally about three hours long but it is worth it i would recommend that to anybody if you haven't seen it watch hamilton if you're not into musicals i am not into musicals if you know me the only musical that i liked was little shop of horrors and i think that's because i was able to relate to that but hamilton is up there as well it's the top this is the quintessential uh uh play that i've ever seen and um would love to see it live at some point lin lin manuel miranda if i could get your name right maybe you'll be nice enough to send me some tickets to watch it but um yeah i'm gonna give this one an a plus very few that i do it it was absolutely flawless and i was blown away by by the production of it so this was a great one check it out so yeah so as i mentioned before there's there's really not too much to watch nowadays like movies I, I can't find anything that i haven't seen before or haven't reviewed already uh netflix has pretty much slowed down hulu has slowed down um you know hollywood has a whole bunch of movies that i've been waiting for this year uh like a quiet place 2 um the the new saw movie that was supposed to start chris rock um, I'm sure these movies are going to come out a little bit later. Wonder Woman 84, Antebellum. There was, there was a lot of movies that I wanted to see. I was looking forward to. So right now, you know, Hollywood's just not releasing nothing. And, you know, we're getting a lot of bottom of the barrel stuff that I'm not really too interested in. And every now and then you'll get like a gem that was thrown out there, like The Lodge that was supposed to come out in theaters, but they just decided to release it on, on video. And... Uh, I really love the lodge you know but right now i can't watch it again <laughs> and there's not really too many movies out right now there's not too many shows that i want to see so um I, I went ahead and started going back to my throwback so um what i decided to start watching was uh from dust till dawn which is one that i really enjoyed back in the 90s when i was still in my whippersnapper days and that one was directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by Quentin Tarantino, which a lot of people didn't know, even though he stars in the movie. A lot of people didn't know that he actually helped in writing that story. And uh, if you're not familiar with From Dust Till Dawn, it's about two criminals and their hostages seeking temporary refuge at a truck stop, which happens to be populated by uh, vampires. So when I was a kid, I remember I actually went to um, the Fulton Street Mall in Brooklyn and they used to have a movie theater over there and what i would do is i would go see like the early matinee movies and then what i would do is i'll try and sneak downstairs and go watch another movie so uh, that day i went to go see something else don't quote me on this i think it was don't be a menace and um you know i saw the commercials from dust till dawn and i wasn't really interested in going to see it but you know i snuck into the movie theater and i was probably about uh, halfway through the movie so i kind of caught the vampire part and forward first so um I, I found it to be a lot of fun like everybody in the theater and usually people don't you know they discredit a lot of theater energy you know hearing people clapping and screaming and yelling you know a lot of that kind of helps when the movie is actually you know when it's it's valid not just you know people just screaming at the movie theater i hate when people do that but when it's valid when it's a scary part and you know jump scare and everybody kind of gets caught get caught off guard by it and actually all like either like gasp at the same time like th that's that's the type of movie theater energy that i like and when i went to see from dust till dawn even though i caught it halfway through 
there was theater energy in there and people were having fun with this movie because they were just doing cool stuff with guns and you know they were kind of subverting reality a little bit and they were you know the whole folklore of vampires and what they actually do they were kind of subverting a lot of that stuff because there's a lot of stuff that was going on like you know people were getting stabbed in the chest you know right in the heart and they're still moving around and you know you got to cut their head off now this person this person turned into a rat so it, it was a lot of weird things just going on with the movie but us as the viewers i think what we had to do is you know understand that it was very tongue-in-cheek and it was supposed to be kind of almost like a grindhouse throwback where you know things didn't make sense and you know things were very gratuitous as well as far as violence and doing violence in a cool way and i think this movie really really did that so i i haven't seen it for a long time and i wanted to see it through the lens of an adult now and see if i could appreciate it the same way first and foremost George Clooney in this movie was fantastic like he was the most fun character and he was that bad guy that you rooted for so you know he was he was always saying the cool things you could tell that he was trying to get along with everybody even though he's being a complete ass and um, Quentin Tarantino in this movie is kind of like what I expect him to be outside of um and i I could be (laughs) i could be totally wrong and i don't want to be throwing him under the bus like that but you know let's admit it quentin tarantino has a thing with feet so it's like when he played the 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 sex offender brother you know i was like yeah that seems like that would be quentin tarantino's lane right there so um you know he, he did a good job and usually i think quentin tarantino sucks as an actor but you know i guess when you put somebody in there their vibe <laughs> and you know when he could like you know look at women's feet all he wants and you know not feel not feel like pulled back from that then he really rode with it and it was probably his best acting job that i've ever seen uh yeah so so the movie just it starts off more if you haven't seen it starts off more like a criminal like you know uh, uh bank robbers trying to get away and and then it turns into this whole sci-fi film that like people don't expect unless you knew about it already and um you know with the adult eyes you start seeing like little things that don't make sense and you know there was there was a lot of just inconsistencies in the movie but at the end of the day it, it was a fun movie if you could just like let go of that stuff and enjoy it as it, as it is you're gonna really like this movie and one one part that was probably to me the quintessential part of the movie was um the introduction of salma hike in this film like that dancing scene that she does i think is probably one of the best dancing scenes in all of hollywood it doesn't get the credit for it because this is more of a it has a very b movie feel so you won't see it but like it was incredibly elegant and sexy like she was beautiful she's a beautiful woman undoubtedly but you saw that charisma just oozing out of her during the 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 scene where she was dancing and you know it it looked like the entire bar was captivated by her and it's true it was very captivating and you know what i ended up doing when i went to go see it when i was young since i saw it halfway through i actually sat sat in the theater until the next showing which took maybe about like a good 20 30 minutes 
and I was fine with it. You know, I, I already got the context of the end, which kind of sucks, but you know, it kind of brought more context at the beginning. So um, I didn't see that part, and I was like, yes, that added to the movie a lot. So um, yeah, I, I, you have to watch From Dust Till Dawn and understand that it was filmed as a B movie, and um, be okay with that. You got to subvert your expectations. You got to push back the laws of reality and you could really enjoy this movie. So that was one of my favorite ones. I'm going to give uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Um, it, it has aged. It hasn't aged bad, but it hasn't aged good either. I'm going to go ahead and give it a C plus to a B minus. I'm going to give it a B minus. Let's go with a B minus because to me, it was still a very fun movie. And even watching it as an adult, I found it to be a very fun movie. So, yeah, man, I, I hope that this gave you some context of some films that you can watch during these really slow times where uh, we're, we're, we're hoping that entertainment could just uh, you know keep us keep us uh, at least engaged and um, keep our mind at, in that that level that, you know, hey, we, we need to just escape for a little bit, you know, for two hours and just visit a different world. I will say again definitely check out Hamilton it was it was amazing and um, I definitely I'm definitely gonna watch it again um, love I would say skip it if you can and if you have fun if you have time for some fun and you just want to watch some gratuitous fun violence and you know some craziness I would also suggest from dusk till dawn uh, next episode we're gonna be probably doing a two-parter so it will be episode 9 and 10 and I'm gonna do my top 10 favorite horror movies so the first uh episode nine is gonna be my first my, well, my bottom five favorite and then my top five favorites so look out for that one uh i'm glad that y'all guys stopped by please continue to keep supporting like share subscribe comment do everything you can so that this platform can continue to keep going and i love you all stay safe out there uh be healthy um social distance and know that you are very much loved. Thanks a lot. And I'll check you guys on the next one. Peace.